Welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Hello everybody and welcome back to another very special solo episode with just myself today, um, Alice. Vince again is very bogged down with work, or in fact he has been this week. We haven't had an opportunity to record a proper episode. However, that work has now calmed down. And we should be back to normal um, within the next uh, episode slot, so in a couple of weeks' time. So we will be back with our um, uh, follow-up episode to the orphan episode that we released last time. But we didn't want to leave you without an episode. So I thought I would delve back into what I started last time about Robert Johnson selling his soul and being the founding member of the 27 Club. And the 27 Club has always been something that has really, really fascinated me. Obviously, being a musician myself, um, it's something that has always, well, fascinated me and um, scared me slightly. Obviously, being a young woman and being a musician, and when I was very young and naive, thinking um, I may one day make it as a famous singer and thinking, oh no, but what if uh, what if I get caught up in the 27 Club if I do get famous and all that stuff? And, you know, uh, as as things are, I'm pretty happy that um, I'm alive and well uh, rather than famous and not alive. So, you know, that's a bonus. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have a little look into the 27 Club as we did speak about Robert Johnson last time. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you haven't heard that episode, I believe it's called No Sock Poppet Soz. <laughs> Don't ask. Um, have a listen to that before you listen to this because I think it will make a little bit more sense. Although, to be honest with you, I think it'll be fine if you just listen to this. Do whatever you fancy. Um, cool. It'll be a shorter episode than usual, I imagine. I'm just going to kind of delve into what I've researched and I hope you find it interesting. Apologies that we have no song again, but as I said, this is just a little um, a little segment to keep us going uh, before we can put out the next main episode. So, here we go. Let's begin. Chances are you've heard of the 27 Club. This is an exclusive club, only open to the rich and famous. However, membership comes at a great cost. There are a few entry requirements. You've got to be talented, famous, 27 and dead. The 27 Club is a cultural phenomenon, highlighting the musicians, artists, actors and athletes who have all died at the age of 27. Many of the deaths are linked to high-risk lifestyles such as suicide, homicide, drug and alcohol abuse, or accidents. Many people maintain that there is something very strange about the deaths, and there are several theories floating around about why so many people would die at such a young age. To look deeper into this macabre club, we need to go back to Robert Johnson selling his soul at the crossroads in the 1930s. You may remember that Robert couldn't play a lick of guitar when he first started out. At 19, he hung around all the blues legends and juke joints, picking up their guitars and trying to play his own stuff to the audiences there. It did not go down well. He was often thrown out of clubs. Then, one day, Johnson walked into a venue with a guitar strapped onto his back, and he played the most amazing music the crowd had ever heard. Not only that, it was different to anything that anyone had ever played before, including all the greats. 
and the legend is that Johnson had gone down to the crossroads and sold his soul to Satan in exchange for musical talent. That's when he was 19. By the age of 27, Johnson was dead. A lot of people believe that he was murdered. And so this lays the foundation of the 27 Club, believing that Johnson was the first member. So now we're jumping forward quite a bit. We're jumping forward to 1969. In the space of two years, four major musicians pass away at age 27. These are Brian Jones, the founder of the Rolling Stones. How anyone else in the Rolling Stones is still alive is anyone's guess, but hey, there you go. (laughs) He drowned in his own pool on July the 3rd, 1969. Jimi Hendrix died on the 18th of September, 1970, and he overdosed and... uh, sadly choked on his own vomit. Janis Joplin, who is uh, one of my personal heroes, died on the 4th of October 1970 from a heroin overdose. The thing about her death is uh, her manager reported after she'd passed that Janis Joplin was usually fine when she took heroin. As uh, odd as that may sound, he believed that she'd been given a stronger dose than usual and interestingly... A few other clients of the same dealer also passed away in the same week. So I think we can see what happened there. Jim Morrison of The Doors. He died the 3rd of July, 1971. That's exactly two years after Brian Jones of The Rolling Stones. Jim Morrison was discovered in his Paris apartment by his wife and the official cause of death was recorded as heart failure. To present, there are over 60 members of the 27 Club. The most well-known from our generation would be Amy Winehouse, who died back in 2011. That, for me, is one of those you-remember-where-you-were moments. Um, I remember hearing about her death and being quite traumatised by it. I remember I'd seen her live not that long before, and I remember watching her sing... And I remember she could barely stand up, but this incredible voice was still somehow coming out of her. It's, it's a really strong memory of um, me being uh, a young, a very young woman. Um, I was just in my late teens. Yeah, um, very, very strong memories of that and feeling quite sick to hear she died because it just seemed like such a waste um, as, as I continue. As some of you may know, Amy Winehouse was an incredibly talented but very vulnerable young woman that had several deadly addictions and she also had really bad influence in her life. It was a very, very sad case. After her death, her assistant, Alex Haynes, claimed that Amy had told him she reckoned she would be joining the 27 Club. She had a feeling that she was going to die young, like a premonition of her own death. There are many more names we can add to this list, including Kurt Cobain of Nirvana, Alan Wilson, Dave Alexander, Pete Ham and Chris Bell. So naturally, there are conspiracy theories flying around. After all, this whole thing started because a young man supposedly sold his soul to the devil. Plus, the number of victims is unusually high and it is a random number for so many to die at. One theory is that all of these musicians, artists, etc. followed in Robert Johnson's footsteps and sold their souls for fame and fortune. They knew they would die at age 27, but the talent and riches was worth the trade. 
Johnson himself claims that he'd taken himself down to the crossroads where he'd met a large man of colour who identified himself as the devil in disguise. The uh, devil took Johnson's guitar and tuned it, then offered it back to him in exchange for his soul. Johnson accepted, understanding what his fate would be, took the magic guitar and became a blues sensation overnight. So that's one theory. Um, I love the story. I'm not sure I believe it, but I love the story. I love this idea of selling your soul to the devil for fame and fortune. That's an idea. Would you do that if you knew you would be rich beyond your wildest dreams and have all these amazing talents and everyone would admire you? You know what? It's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. I'd like to think I'd say no, but when you're actually faced with that, I mean, God, what would you do? It's an interesting one. So here is another theory um, surrounding the 27 Club. There is a theory around the numerology of the number 27. Numerology is a belief in the occult, divine or mystical relationship between a number and one or more conceding events. So like the number 13, a lot of people think the number 13 is unlucky. Um, Lots of hotels do not have a 13th floor because they think it brings bad luck. Um, The number 666 is associated with the devil all that kind of stuff. People have lucky numbers. Um, For me personally, then this is just my strange mind. Even numbers feel a lot more comforting to me than odd numbers. Um, I don't know if it's a level of OCD or whatever, but I always feel a lot more secure if something is an even number. Um, Can't really explain it, but it's just something in my psyche that makes me feel a lot more settled if if I'm faced with an even number rather than an odd number. It just feels right, which is very weird. I know it doesn't mean anything, but it's just something within me that has always been there. So the number 27, this divides into nine. And this is a number associated apparently with regeneration and death. It symbolically represents an accumulation of wisdom and experience and buzzes with the energy of both endings and new beginnings. So some people think that every nine years is a life cycle. So at the age of 27, you've come to the end of a cycle. You've come to the end of your third life cycle, um, so to speak. And I guess some people believe that those who are in the 27 Club, that was their final cycle. The next theory centers around drug decay. Now, for me, this is probably the most likely Um and, you know, most easily explained theory. Um, So basically drug decay is the fact that obviously many members of the 27 clubs would have been taking drugs for years and years, probably since their mid-teens. And if you take drugs for a long time, you build up a tolerance. In order to achieve the same high that these people were craving, users would up their dosage and probably feel invincible with it as well. Uh, You mix this in with the fact that their body's now older and it's a bit less resilient to when they were a teenager, then, well, you know what can happen. So as I said, that's probably the most likely theory for me. Now we have a very interesting theory. This um, is an idea that comes from psychoanalyst Eric Erison. Eric Erison? Eric Erison. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) Who knows? He developed something known as the eight stages of physical development. This is getting quite scientific, guys, for the ghost gig. You know, see what happens when I'm left on my own. I go all scientific. I'm never scientific. Oh, God. Vince needs to not go away very often. This is uh, 
This is bad. Anyway, hope you find it interesting. <laughs> so this um, eight stages of physical development is a program that tracks human life from infancy to age 65. According to this theory, you pass through eight different stages in your life. Now, there is a chart that accompanies this. I'll read read through it quickly. I'm not going to give the definition for each one because it will be here forever. But basically, so from a baby to 18 months old, trust versus mistrust, 18 months to three years old, autonomy versus shame and doubt, three to five years old, initiative versus guilt, five to 13 years old, industry versus inferiority, 13 to 21 years, identity versus role confusion. 21 to 39 years, intimacy versus isolation. 40 to 65 years, um, generativity versus stagnation. And 65 and older, ego integrity versus despair. All quite dramatic. And obviously, we're just going to focus on stage six, which is 21 to 39 years. This is intimacy versus isolation. In other words, and this is true, I think. This is when we ask ourselves all right, what am I doing with my life? Who am I going to meet? Um, who am I going to fall in love with? When am I going to have a family? When am I going to buy a house? All that in normal stuff that we all go through. And I have to say, you know, this is a stage of life that I am in now. I'm quite lucky, you know, as you know, I've got a lovely partner. Um, I enjoy my work. We're going to get married. But I had a few years of not having these things and there is a pressure to think, oh God, I need to do this. I need to get, find a a boyfriend. I need to find a job that's financially stable. I should be a homeowner. Um, And you feel panicky. You feel like you need to do these things, not through anyone in like specific person telling me I have to do these things. It's just the pressure of society expecting you to hit these milestones, which isn't always possible. So I definitely think there's something in this. Um, So I continue. So people of this age may be more prone to stress and depression. Their peers are getting married and having families and being successful. And some people are left behind. And as I said, I'm lucky. Um, I have a I have a good, you know, I have a good life. And um, I've never been driven to drugs. But we've all come home after a stressful day and poured ourselves a glass of wine thinking, oh, God. So this is that times you know times a thousand I can kind of see where that's come from so people of this age are more likely to self-destruct in some way if that makes sense so I think there's something in that one the next theory to mention is the Saturn return now this is all to do with astrology which is something I know zilch about we haven't even looked at like aliens or space on the podcast yet Um, so this is like completely uh, new territory for me Um, So the idea of this is that this is an event that usually happens to someone at the age of 27. It can happen a a year or so either side, but for most people, this happens age 27. And what happens is that Saturn, the planet, returns to its original position that it was in on the day you were born. So pretty cool. Um, Saturn moves really slowly, by the way. So it takes about 27 years to get back to this position. So a little fun fact. Um, The belief is that when it does this, you are challenged in some big life lesson way and you can either face this head on or you can sort of run from it. But if you run from it, something major or something tragic will happen. Um, That's the idea. So it it, could it be possible that the members of the 27 Club were going through their Saturn return and they failed to meet their individual challenges? Interesting theory. 
Not one I'd go for, personally, but it's an interesting theory nonetheless. So there has been a lot of um, scientific research into the 27 Club. And um, actually, scientifically, the average age for a a famous musician to die is actually 56, which is still far too young, but obviously not as young as 27. And the 27 age is the one that we focus on. And yet that isn't actually the average age. And there are, of course, so many artists that haven't died at 27 who have been just as successful as people who have. I mean, um, uh, Paul McCartney is still with us. Elton John is still with us. Um, Aretha Franklin died not long ago. David Bowie died not long ago. Um, Dolly Parton is still with us. Um, all Most of the Rolling Stones are still with us. How the hell? Who knows? But, you know, there are many people who are super talented. Like John Lennon, he was 40 when he died. If 27 Club was taking the most special of artists, I would have thought he would have been included as well. It's just, this is just me rambling now, just, you know, thoughts. Um, So there are plenty of people who have not been taken by this phenomenon. I can't say phenomenon, phenomenon, phenomenon. Um, Sorry. (laughs) So lastly, we have the white lighter theory. I've never heard of this one. It is a bit ridiculous, to be honest, but I thought I'd just add it in as a last little um, tidbit. So uh, it's said that Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin and Kurt Cobain all had a big white lighter on them at the time of their deaths. And so the idea is that a big white lighter, which is a brand of lighter, um, will bring misfortune to its owners and um, signifies, you know, Uh, bad luck and death and all that stuff however this myth is really really easy to debunk but apart from anything else the big white lighter wasn't actually made until 1973 so that already excludes three of those people i just mentioned Jimi hendrix janice joplin um and jim morrison um also jim morrison died in the bath so where would the white lighter have been like in his pocket like where, where would he have had it on him so it doesn't really work. Um, so Kirk Cobain is the only one who could possibly have had such a lighter on him at the time of his death. And um, there are reports of him having two lighters on him and photographic evidence of him having two lighters on him when he died. But neither of them are white, sadly. So I don't really know where that's come from. Apparently, it's quite a popular theory that gets paired with the 27 Club, but it just isn't true. So um, if that's one you've heard, yeah, it ain't true. So looking back on these theories, as I said, for me, the drug decay theory seems quite likely. I mean, people who are famous, you know, a lot of them have a lot to deal with. I I remember reading about Amy Winehouse and seeing the documentary about Amy Winehouse. She had so much shit to deal with. Like, it's no wonder that she turned to drink and drugs and was addicted and just couldn't handle life. It's quite it is very, very sad. And, you know, you know me, I love the paranormal. I'd love to believe that all these people sold their soul to the, to the devil. I would love that because it's fun. It's a good story. But on this occasion, I just think it's a very sad coincidence. Really, really sad. And I just hope that there aren't many more members because, you know, talent, the world needs talent. The world needs music. So I really hope that this doesn't continue. Um, so that's that's it, really. I just thought I'd give you a little history talk you through a few theories 
Um, and I hope you've enjoyed it. And we should be back in a couple of weeks with the next episode. As we've said before, it is going to be the follow up from the orphan um, episode we did last time to um, orphan first kill. So we're looking forward to that. Vince will be back and we will be excited to um, show you what we've got. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. As always, you can get in touch with us at uh, ghostgiguk at gmail.com. That is ghostgiguk at gmail.com. Do give us uh, a message on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Instagram is the one I use the most. um, So that's the best one to try. Please do send us your horror stories, true life horror stories, um, film review uh, recommendations. We love hearing from you, honestly. We really, really do. And tell your friends. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. I know we're just a couple of like weird British people singing weird songs and having a bit of banter. But hey, if you enjoy it and find it funny and entertaining, then, you know, tell people. Tell people. Um, So thanks again for listening. And we will be back very, very soon. And I'm going to do a Vince goodbye. Just so uh, I feel like I'm not on my own. Goodbye.